Hey, we're recording. Just make sure that stays recording. Do you guys know who wrote the theme song? I'll tell you who. This guy I'm with right here, right now, Harrison. Hey. The only guest who has appeared twice on 13 Days of thrice. Halloween. I've appeared twice on the show now. Thrice on the show, but twice for 13 Days of Halloween because I procrastinated and needed to do this episode last minute because I was running out of ideas. Uh, this is Spooky Show, the show about everything that's spooky ever in the world. What day is this? We're on day 12 of 13 Days of Halloween. How do you feel? Isn't that exciting? It is exciting. Um, I'm excited and I'm really excited for Halloween. Aren't you? I am. What? I'm excited for this week to be done. Yeah. Yeah. For you it to are. be Halloween. Yeah. What are you doing for Halloween? Jeez. I think I'm going to spend some time with my wonderful spooky partner, Kate. Oh, that's so nice. I think that's what I'm going to do. What are you going to do? Um, I guess I'm going to hang out with you. Oh, wow. Gee, thanks. We, our Halloween costumes kind of, well, the props for Halloween costumes came in the mail. We're going to be mall goths. Yes, we are. Um, so I ordered us some clip-in hair colors, some fake gauges, some, what else did I get? Temporary tattoos. That's correct. Um, also, to celebrate the spooky season, we've been watching... Halloween movies. We have. We've been... Uh, Kate almost entered the show as being scary movies, but we didn't really watch any scary... I mean, we did. We watched Shudder. Um, that's probably it. Well, you don't like scary movies. Not particularly, no. So we've been watching, like, Halloween movies, like, for children. <laughs> and we're going to do a little episode recapping them. Yep. Uh, let's start with... Maybe let's start with Friday the 13th that came out first. Uh-huh. I think. How did you, did you like it? I thought it was good. It was different than I expected it to be in that, you know, I did not know the movie at all. So I didn't know it takes place all at a camp. And I didn't know the way that the killings happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was okay. I thought it was like a good classic horror movie and sorry the recording got cut off and i can sort of see like where a lot of the horror classic tropes come from so i think we heard before we cut off we heard kind of my like initial take on the movie what about yours yeah so what i was saying was this is my favorite type of horror movie which it's kind of in like the same vein as scream where it's like a bunch of teens all trapped in one area there's a killer on the loose, and we have to figure out, like, who it is and what's going on and why they're killing. I mean, and even to, like, I don't know, like, to speak kind of to the cliches, like, that's, like, very cliche. But the other cliche is, like, this idea that, like, there's a place where something bad happened before that nobody wants to speak of, and yet everybody goes back to that place. And the whole time they're kind of ribbing on, like, oh, this place is supposed to be so dangerous. Like, don't go over there. Don't do that. I know. I love those. I love those. Um... Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I like don't. I don't know if I walked away from it having any understanding why it's kind of classic. Like, what you know? really? No, I mean, I get that it's like the basis for a lot of the like cliches that ultimately end up. Well, being in its time, it was probably like revolutionary. Re- yeah. Yeah. But also, I 
I think that it holds up today. The gore does for sure. It and looks good. I think I when I saw it, I understood why it is a classic. I do too. I mean, I do. I do. I mean, you can see its fingerprints on every other horror movie made in the last fifty years. Have you? Did you? Were you surprised at the end for the for who the killer was? Yes, actually, <laughs> I really actually was. It was weird. <laughs> also, because I thought that like. You know, spoiler alert for this, you know, almost 50-year-old yeah. movie, but, like, the fact that Jason... Or, yeah, it's not Jason, right? Yeah, it's Jason. It's Jason's mom. The fact that Jason, yeah. like, doesn't come about until the end of the movie had me all kind of fucked up about what that movie is about, because I always thought Jason is always the Friday the 13th killer, not Jason's mommy. Yeah, well, so halfway through... Oh, maybe not halfway through. When I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, because in Scream... The killer, Ghostface, calls Drew Barrymore, gives her the horror movie quiz, and is like, who is the killer in Friday the 13th? And she says, Jason. And he was like, nope, it's Jason's mom. And then he kills her. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's So now Jason's you know, mom. folks at home, that if anybody ever calls you and gives you a scary movie quiz... The original <laughs> killer in Friday the 13th is Jason Voorhees, is Mrs. Voorhees. Jason's mom. I want to see the other two. Or how many are there? There's like probably six or seven at this point. Oh my god, I need to see them all There's definitely now. four. There's absolutely four. And then there's all the like Freddy vs. Jason's or like Jason Returns or like, you know, like the early aughts. That's actually really funny that they have Freddy vs. Jason. It's pretty stupid actually. <laughs> it's like kind of funny. It's like Batman vs. Superman. It is like Batman vs. Superman, <laughs> but it's also like this one guy like is a dream character and the other one is like a boy who drowned in a lake. And I don't really understand how that works, how they, like, are going to battle each other. I don't know how the, metaphys the metaphysics, like, check out on that. Okay, guys, we've already established that I run a spooky show podcast about horror films and a bunch of spooky stuff, and I have not seen a lot of horror movies. No, that's not true. I have seen a ton of horror movies. Have you seen Nightmare? Yes. But I have just skipped out on, like, a bunch of the classics, I think. <clears throat> Except for... Like, scream and stuff. But I think I missed out on a lot of the classics because I really want to see the rest of the Friday the 13th movies and I really want to figure out how Freddy versus Jason. And who wins? <laughs> right. More importantly, who was the winner? Oh, who was in uh, Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon's very good in this. Yeah. Very hot. He was hot. I never thought he was hot until this movie. And he was like the dreamboat. Yeah, he's pretty hot in this movie. There's a lot of people having sex. His kill was my favorite. There's a lot of people favorite. having sex in this movie. His kill was my favorite. I think there was like three scenes where they were having sex and got killed. Yep. Like three different couples. I'm pretty sure almost the whole movie was just like like sequences leading to somebody else like having sex and getting murdered. And you see boobies. And you do see boobies. All in all, I give Friday the 13th. Ooh, what's your rating? A B. A B, okay. A B. I'll accept. A B, a big round even B. No B plus, no B minus, a big round B. I think I would give it like an A minus. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean... I really liked it. It just didn't have a lot of the... I think I'm kind of spoiled by the like generation of horror that we have where like all of it is tongue in cheek and all of it is highly conceptual and... Whatever. So, like, seeing a very straightforward, like, kids just getting murdered at a camp. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know. Seems a little less revolutionary to me now. Yeah, you're spoiled. Spoiled. Spoiled rotten. I like, I like too, in horror films, when it takes place on, like, one night or one day. Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good lead into the next movie yes. we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, well, and J- Friday the 13th did that, but also we watched, going into the next movie, Hocus Pocus... It was kind of on in the background. We weren't really paying attention, but we've definitely all seen Hocus Pocus, so we can talk say, about it. I was going to say, my sister used to rent that movie every week from the library, borrow that movie every week from the library, like clockwork. Well, it's a great movie, and it's directed by the king himself, Kenny Ortega. From High School Musical, from Newsies. High School Musical, Newsies. It's pretty much all the important Step ones. Up. I'm going to say he did something else recently. He, he also, I believe, directed the very great movie with Ben Stiller from the 90s called Heavyweights about a fat camp. That, nice. Have you ever seen that movie? No. It's very fucking funny. <laughs> Does it hold up? Yes. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a movie like that ultimately ends up being about acceptance, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, but Hocus Pocus. I love Hocus Pocus. Me too. I love Hocus Pocus. I love Thackeray Banks. And honestly, I gotta say, Hocus Pocus is a little scary. I would agree. The three witches are literally just trying to kill children. Trying to eat them. Yeah, pretty much. They like suck the youth out of them, but it kills them. Yep. To like put in their stew and shit, but. I forget. I also just forgot how fucking good Bette Midler is in it, and yeah. also how unrecognizable Sarah Jessica Parker is. Yes. Which I think it took me like half the movie to remember that that's SJP. Like, crushing. They are all really good in it. They really are. I, yeah. The other woman, I don't know her name, she's fucking hilarious. She's in so many things. She's the best one. She is the best one. I don't know who that is, so I guess we should... That's nah, fine. That's eh, fine. You didn't come here for the facts. <laughs> yeah, Hocus Pocus is good. I like Hocus Pocus a lot. I think, you know, it reminded me of being a young a youngin. And it has my favorite word for boobs ever said in a movie ever, which is yabos. Yabos? Yes, it's so good. I like, um, well, okay, first of all, I love the song that SJP sings in it. Mm-hmm. Come little children. Oh, man. So creepy. So creepy, but also so beautiful. And that, that scene where she's like riding on the broomstick and singing that song is like probably my favorite. Next to the opening scene with Zachary Banks himself, who we love. We do love Zachary Banks. Zachary. <clears throat> the cat is awesome. Almost named Beans Banks. Said it in another episode. Almost did it. Yep, you sure did. I almost was super original and had a black cat named Banks. And that movie, you know, similar to the next movie we're going to talk about, clips like hell. It's fast. Oh, yeah, it's like. Hocus Pocus is quick, but it moves really quick. It covers a lot of time. Like, there's a whole preamble in, like, a colonial era, and then there's, like, you know, the events of the evening. The party sequence is awesome, too. Like, I mean, the party sequence is probably the best scene in the whole movie. Is that when they when they sing a I put a spell song. on yeah. you? Yeah. And the parents are all under a spell? Mm, that's the best part of that movie, I think. That's the best part of so that movie. So we like the songs in the movie. We did like the songs in the movie. Mm-hmm. We both loved the songs. Yeah, we both loved the songs. We love we love the songs. Of I love the, the 90s humor, too. Like, I really do love, like, 
you know, the way they talk about, like, male and females, like, interacting with each other is, like, so fucking 90s. And, like, the movie made me really freaking nostalgic and reminded me of being a kid and getting the movie from the library and... We're watching it on Disney Channel. Watching it on Disney Channel. Yeah, also, speaking of the 90s, the freaking bullies are so funny and the way they dress is so good. Yeah, it is. And they steal his, they steal, what's the main character? Max? Mm Mm-hmm. Something like that. They steal the main character's shoes. Like I said, you did not come here for facts. You came for conversation. And again, Mm -hmm. we only sort of in passing watched this movie compared to the other ones. Yeah, the other ones we actually did sit down and watch. Um... The other ones we watched, we watched Hubie Halloween. Well, that's the most recent one. We don't think we have one more in between that. Oh, oh, okay. We, besides, but, cut oh, that. Let's rate this movie. What do you think about Hocus Pocus? Oh, 10 out of 10. You give it a 10 out of 10. We're switching the grading scale for oh, this sorry. one. Oh, sorry. Okay, because we watched it in passing, I give it an uh, 8.5 out of 10. It's a Hocus Pocus. It's probably, like, the best Halloween movie. Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of straight-up Halloween movies, though, the last film we're going to talk about... I would argue might be up there now really? for me. Yeah, I mean, once a, uh, well, let's keep moving. Okay, okay, so the other movie that we watched, 2003? 2005? It Haunted was, Mansion? It was 2005, I think. The 2005 Eddie Murphy Disney ride movie extravaganza. Okay. Horny, horniest fucking children's movie I've ever seen. Well, I need to, I need to talk about this. So we watched Haunted Mansion, Eddie Murphy. And I saw this movie in theaters, and I Me too. loved it. I thought it was, like, so good, so scary. I thought the story was so compelling. And I was, like, how old is I, 11? How old yeah, is probably. I, 2005? Yes, 11 when no. this came out. You're born in 90? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, after I saw it in theaters, I was with my neighbor, and we went outside, and there was, like, a Long Island news crew outside, and they were asking questions about the Haunted Mansion, I guess, for press. And... They interviewed my neighbor, like, what'd you think of the movie? She was like, oh, yeah, it was good. My neighbor was way older than me. Like, she took me. And then they interviewed me, and they were like, what, what do you think is the scariest part of the movie? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, there were no scary parts. I was like, it wasn't scary. Because, <laughs> well, and I was a psycho. But also, like... It's not a particularly scary movie. But then I went home. And I was so excited to watch this interview on the news, and then they only played the clip of my neighbor, and they did not show my clip, I guess because I really blew it, huh? I was like, it's not scary. They probably wanted you to go up on there and be like, uh, sir, I was uh, shaking in my boots. Or like, <laughs> do a cute little kid answer or something, yeah, like, and I was I just like... I was that. And you're like, I don't care. I was deadpan, like, there were no scary parts. But... Um, rewatching it, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really any scary parts. I thought the most brutal part was in the beginning when they show the guy hanging himself. And I, I like, like, couldn't believe that that shit is in a Disney movie. Yeah, I was like, how did I watch this? Because that, that was, like, pretty, like, you saw him, like, hanging No, there. he dangles. Like, yeah. you watch the rope catch tension, and then you watch him hang himself, and, uh, like, dangle there. And it's pretty fucked up. I, like, don't know how I didn't remember that from the first time I saw it. I don't know how I didn't know that I've seen a hanging man before in a Disney child's film. I know. And I'm sitting there at 10 years old saying there were no scary parts. Like, what the hell? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I think looking back now, I'm trying to think what the scariest part would be. 
But I don't know. I, I It's kind of an interesting story more so. Like, the wife of Eddie Murphy, the guy who owns the Haunted Mansion, thinks it's his, like, deceased wife. Um, and she's like, yo, I'm not your wife. Like, I'm from New Jersey. And <laughs> then, I don't know. They run up, right off into the sunset and the ghosts go into heaven as little glowing orbs. Which, you love that part. I actually did really love that part. I loved the orbs. The no, I thought it was a good movie, actually. I, like, didn't remember how fun it is. I thought it was funnier when I was younger. It wasn't, I wasn't, like, howling at anything. It's pretty fucked up, actually. The story is very fucked up. Like, the story of this movie is, this how, there's this mansion where, like, this old man long ago killed himself because he believed his wife died yeah he believed he found her suicide note and then found her dead allegedly yes so smashes to modern day typical family structure dad fucking works too much wait the actual the funniest part is when eddie murphy introduces himself to a ghost who's trying to kill him like hi like jim evers oh, jim evers evers yeah. and evers real estate <laughs> i thought that whole thing was really funny it was really good and then they get this he's a real estate agent and, and the wife gets an anonymous call one day that's like come to my mansion alone and in typical family movie fashion it like coincides with the big family vacation they were all gonna take so they all go to the mansion and the old man who killed himself is now like preserved as a ghost and he's extremely horny for Eddie Murphy's wife. Like, like extremely horny. Like openly, outwardly, not subtly. Like chop licking horny. Like he is like <laughs> she walks in and he's seriously like bo 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 boy yo yo Like he really fucking like goes so crazy when she comes in and like the whole movie he's like he's like. You know, like, <laughs> fucking, like, blowing kisses at her and shit. And, like, <laughs> like, licking his lips, you know? Like, it's so wild. We were both sitting there, like, this is so fucked up. And, like, he's, like, seducing the mom at mm-hmm. dinner while the two kids are there. She's, like, you're, like, so, you know, supple. Or, like, like you know, like, fucking, like, creepy, weird, like, Victorian But he turns out to stuff. be, like, a nice guy. Like, when he, when he finally was proven... <laughs> into him that it was that she was not his wife and that like um i don't know he saves eddie murphy at the end he does save eddie murphy at the end from going into hell what a wild dude movie. and then wait but the end of the movie is actually too fucking crazy because like you basically learn all the shit that's going on eddie murphy like gets hip to the plan or whatever and then like the wife like I don't even know the sequence of events. She becomes possessed by the demon of the alleged person who killed themselves. Well, first she dies. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. First (laughs) she fucking dies. She, like, blatantly dies. She gets poisoned by, like, the old maitre d' who, like, takes care of the house. (laughs) She gets, like, poisoned by the old maitre d'. And as her soul is, like, evaporating (laughs) from her body, she gets possessed by the ghost of the woman who allegedly killed herself. She afloats to the fucking ceiling. And then with no shift to her body. Like, she is still the wife. Like, Mm -hmm. she is still Eddie Murphy's wife. Then, like, gets extremely horny for the the 
old man. Starts making out with him. And starts making out with him. And then, like, snaps out of it and goes right back to Eddie Murphy. It's so fucking bizarre. Oh, and then, like, the spirit of the woman leaves her body and becomes solid, too. Yeah, she comes because the trick was for the real wife, the old man's wife, to come back and, like, be a ghost with him. The, the truth had to be known. And the truth was that she didn't kill herself. The maitre d' that we talked about poisoned her and then made up a suicide note. So the truth came out, and finally, like, her soul or whatever was let free, and she could go to heaven with the old man. But the funniest line in the whole movie, and the most nonsensical part, and it infuriated me, is the two, like, servants who are, like... They're also ghosts. They're also ghosts. The two ghost servants, like, come out, and they're, like... They're, like, have all these fucking suitcases at the end when everybody's, like, evaporating to heaven. And she... And he... The guy is, like... Hey, why are you bringing all that stuff? And she's like, oh, we're going to heaven. And he's like, you can't take it with you. And then they pick up the bags, and the bags and them evaporate into heaven. So literally, like, he could take it with he him. He could. And he did. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Also, a great part is the acapella heads. Oh, my God. That part was awesome. <laughs> There's a part with, like, these acapella, like, these heads, like, singing in four-part barbershop quartet harmonies. And it was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Whoever wrote those little arrangements is good. And the the glass head, the glow, the, what is it? Like, the fortune teller head yeah. that they carried around. And then they took, at the end... They, they go on their family vacation, and they take the acapella headstones, and they take the, the psychic in the, in the glass ball, in the crystal ball, and they're all one big happy family. And they kidnap them. They kidnap four sentient heads that can sing oh, Barbara also, at the end, before the old guy who owns the mansion goes to heaven, gives... Eddie Murphy, the deed to the house, and was like, it's yours. Oh, yeah, and he's just like, do whatever you want with this, like, fucked up house. Like, this terrifying house where, like, I, you know... But also I, like, mansion. tried to, like, fuck your wife in. <laughs> and, like, just take this house that, like, I killed myself in. <laughs> it's the least I could do. I, I tried to fuck your wife, Yeah, bro. I killed myself in this house, and I tried to fuck your wife. Sir, this is now your house, actually. Hey, I would take it as a mansion. It's nice as hell in New it's Orleans. Nice. Like, come on. It yeah, was I liked so it. nice. I thought the movie was good. I, like, thought it was a fun evening watch. Let's, it, let's rate this one out of... It's on Disney Plus, FYI. So is Hocus Pocus. And what was the first? Oh, Friday the 13th. I don't know what that's on. Sorry. We, we watched it at a friend's house. Give, the, give this one in percentages. Give this one, like, a good percentage. Oh, a percent? Yeah, since we've done different ones for all the other hmm. ones. And we'll do stars for the last one. Maybe a, like, a 75%. Just because it wasn't as funny as I, it just wasn't as good as I remembered it to be. Um, but it was still very good. I'm just, I'm giving it a 75% solely on the fact that when I saw it when I was little, I liked it better, which does make sense because it's a kid's movie. I'm going to give it a 75. I'm going to give it a 76. Oh. Because of the barbershop point. It gives me one, one little you point over. You get one over. little point over for the barbershop quartet. <laughs> I liked that movie. I, uh, 
I what also, it was. I also like, like the kids too, and the little boy who's afraid of spiders. Dude, and that little boy is fears. so good, and the fact that he's like not been in anything else is so nuts. I think he's the little boy, and everything hates, and everybody hates Chris. Oh really? I think that's what I read when I was like looking him up because I was like, this kid is so good. Why is he not in other stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then the last movie we watched is the most recent one we watched. Hubie Halloween. It's Adam Sandler's alleged worst movie ever that was going to follow up Uncut Gems because he didn't get an Oscar nomination. And I got to say... It's not his worst movie ever. Also, even the bad Sandler movies are good. Like, Little Nicky is like not His worst movie ever is The Cobbler. The Cobbler is fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah, that is his worst movie ever. The Cobbler, we also uniquely watched in one-minute chunks on, just to plug, Jackie Am, best morning show in town, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jackie Am. Um, yeah, The Cobbler is terrible, dude. That the is Cobbler is a horror movie. movie. The Cobbler is like a transphobic, um, racist, fucking horror movie about a man who, like, ends up in the wrong shoes and then is, like, getting tracked down for murder. It was terrible. But we're but not talking about the that. The best Adam Taylor movie that was Click 2006. I think we can all agree. Many people are saying this. Phenomenal. Well, the best Taylor movie is Gems. <laughs> okay. I mean, we've watched Listeners, Uncut Gems like I, five I times. I know it's Uncut Gems. My Click thing is kind of a bit, but I do really love Click. Uh, we've both also yeah, seen Uncut cut. Gems maybe more than any other movie we've ever seen. Click had me crying in the theater at 12. <laughs> so sad but yeah we watched uncut gems like religiously for a while there we were watching it like we were like what should we watch uncut gems. just put uncut gems on again but hubie halloween was very fucking fun i liked it a lot actually i think it could be considered like not a classic halloween movie like hocus pocus but i think it could like hold a stance is like, you know, a good Halloween movie to just throw on. And there, because there's not that many like Halloween movies if you think about it's it. It's actually like a there's spiritual cousin to Hocus Pocus, like, I thought. Big the, Halloween night, something big is happening on yeah. this night in a small town. The people who like know that it's going on are the least likely people to be believed and like, you know. Like, there's horror movies that do take place on Halloween, but there's not, like, Halloween movies. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you completely. And I think that holds grounds to be a really good Halloween movie. And it was fun, and it was stupid, and it was Adam Sandler in, like, his Billy Madison kind of Adam Sandler way. He is, he is very much doing the... Yeah, yeah. Adam, you know? And all-star cast. All-star. Kathy Bates. Ben Stiller, Kathy Ray Bates. Liotta. Oh no, she Kathy Bates is in what's it called? I'm thinking of Waterboy for some reason. I was like, <laughs> did I miss that? Is Kathy Bates in the movie? I don't think so. No. But this movie is damn fun. Ben Stiller. Ray Liotta. May- Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Minnie Ripperton. <laughs> is that who plays the? Who? Who is Minnie Ripperton play? No, Minnie Ripperton's Maya Rudolph's mom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> la, 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 <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. That makes me like Maya Rudolph so much fucking more. You didn't God, know that? D- no, dude. I thought you did because you love Minnie Ripperton. I do love Minnie <laughs> I like that one song a lot. When Harrison gets like... When he when I get like, weird. When I like, yeah. get in my weird mode. One time, <laughs> Harrison... 
You can tell this story. <laughs> One time Harrison was like feeling really down. Not himself. I was feeling weird. Like feeling I weird. was like feeling weird. And he uh, was listening to that song, first of all, on repeat. And then he goes, I'm going to go live on Instagram. And I put on sunglasses. He put on sunglasses, you rolled a little something, something, and went live on Instagram just playing that song on repeat Silently. and just stared at the camera. <laughs> Silently. And then I deleted my social media accounts for a month. <laughs> that was the day before that. But I will say... You came out better than ever. Of the social media break? Yes. I went online listening to that song, staring at the camera, then I took a little break. Yeah, and Harrison came out better than ever from, I mean, just the process of you doing that on live, listening to that song, doing your social media break, then you came out good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all he needed. But what was All that to say that we're talking about Maya Rudolph and Hubie Halloween and... Mini Ripperton and me feeling weird and going on live listening to that. Wait, what was the... Didn't you have another song that you were playing on repeat during another Young Hearts. Oh, 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 oh. What was that? You had another song on repeat for a while, too. What was that? I don't remember. I gotta think. I gotta look at my playlist. Because, uh, yeah. I get into weird faces with songs. And it's always like the weirdest song. That you have on repeat when you're spiraling. Also, that la 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 mini Ripperton song is in Disturbia. Oh, I know what it was. What was it? It's let me know, let yeah. me know oh, oh, if you feel that it's real. Aaliyah? Yep. Yeah, I love that song. Um, yeah, when, when Harrison was playing that mini Ripperton song. I was like, where is this from? I know this song. Where is it from? And then I figured out it was from Disturbia. It is from Disturbia. Which is also a wonderful movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, Hubie Halloween. Really good. Killer cast. Fucking amazing puke joke in the first, like, five minutes. One of the funniest puke jokes I've seen in a long time. Because it is... Dude, I can't remember the last time I saw a good puke joke. And, like... He, well, you can't remember the last time you saw a good comedy. I really can't remember the last time I saw a good comedy. The last funny... No, the last funny thing I watched was, like, movie-wise, was, like, Mr. America. It was that movie where Tim Heidecker, like, runs to be the DA of San Bernardino as, like, a Trump-type person. He, like, plays himself. Did we watch that? Did you I show watched that to it, me? I watched it by myself, but you were, like, editing. I watched it in the apartment one day, right. but you were, like, doing stuff. Right, Because right. I don't think I was like, hey, you should watch this. But that was fucking great. I loved that movie. That's the last, like, really funny thing I've seen. Well, we talk about this all the time. Like, it's hard to make comedies these days because, like, the world is so farcical. And also, like... Most ideas have been done. Like, it's really it's hard. True. And if you look, like, even... If you look even, like, early 2010s, right? Like, the kind of humor that was in movies is just not... You can't do it anymore. You know? Like, even, like... Even, like, you go back even a little bit farther than that to, like, the aughts and, like, sc- the scary movies, like, to use a Halloween example. There is fucking rampant... Racism, homophobia, mm-hmm. transphobia, you know, and not even like jokes, like just like Bla- racism. Yeah, yeah. it's blatant. I mean, like, but like, you know, it, it, there's a million examples from the early 2000s of like movies where the joke is just like demeaning a, a you know, marginalized group. 
Yeah, I mean, one of, okay, I don't want to admit it's one of my favorite movies, but when I was younger and didn't know the implications, one of my favorite movies was The Ringer, which is horrible. The movie with Johnny Knoxville when he pretends to be... Typical. He's pretending to be someone who, and goes to Special Olympics. and oh, like the it's ringer. so terrible. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I said admittedly I when I was younger before I understood, like, that was, like, one of my favorite movies. I thought it was so funny, that's but it's so terrible. actually a perfect so example, terrible. Yeah, it is that a perfect example. That is a perfect example. example of, like, that's, like, that movie is, like, 2005, 6, 7. Like, that is not even that Yes, it old. wasn't that long ago. No. And, like, that is a whole concept of a movie that is based around being, like, hee-hee, look at people that have disabilities. It really is making fun of them the whole time. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, and... and that's why I'm like, gonna say now, now that I know and I'm not a dumb little stupid kid, like I know that that movie is terrible and not right. And I do want to say, like, just to like put an addendum on my statement, like I'm not saying that like you can't write comedy now because like you can't do these things. Like I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that like coupled with like number one, the fact that many of the people who are still ingrained in the Hollywood system are those very people who either worked as like writer's assistants on those movies or like PAs and now have made their way up. So like, you know, it's still people from that class of people or it's, you know, literally the same fucking people who wrote those movies, like writing movies now. And then you couple that with like the fact that reality is so absurd that it's hard to like do absurdism anymore. Like it is really well, hard to write a funny comedy. I can't remember the actual last one I've seen. All the funny... Oh, Borat was super fucking funny. Date. Borat too. And Due Date. Do you, does Due Date... Do anything bad? No. I don't think it does. No, yeah. I actually think... And that's the exa- an example of, like, a good comedy that does it right without offending people. I think, I mean, there and might be that with one power. scene. That's what actually I like about that movie is that that movie, the whole thing that it's playing with is, like, in Due Date, they, like, are playing with this idea of, like, the straight man and the fool and, like, Robert Downey Jr., like, he's... Kind of, in many ways, more fucked up than Galifianakis, but oh, not absolutely. outwardly. And, like, you're playing this idea of, like, you know, the the wise man and the fool, but it turns out they're inverse. And, like, that's funny. Like, playing with those power structures is super fucking funny. Um, but, you know, like, I just think, like, it's really hard to do comedy nowadays because, like, as a culture, like, we're in this weird middle place where, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that, as a society, we used to laugh at, we've now become more educated and learned that those things aren't fucking funny, um, and they're hurtful, and Mm -hmm. at the same time, we live in a reality that's inherently farcical, and, like, it's hard to write silly stuff, which is why, you know, the most effective stuff these days is, like, man-on-the-street stuff, like Borat, like Nathan For You, like, Mr. America. Billy on the Street. Like, Billy on the Street. I mean, that's the most effective stuff, right? Because that's just, like... That is just using the farce of reality to, like, panel. But all that to say, this long tangent about comedy. Well, this is a good segue to mention that Harrison's show called Supermind Exploder is a political and cultural show. And you might, you might go a little more culture. I think after, after the, the election, election, I am right? going to go a little bit more into the so, culture realm. So if you like all this kind of crap basically the stuff that we just talked about would be kind of an example i would think yeah talking about like you know comedy and movies places in in the world yeah i mean we're gonna talk about the show is gonna become after the election i hope um because it's been so politically heavy and like i tried to do an episode on quibi last week and i think because people aren't prepped for the cultural stuff it didn't do as well Mm -hmm. you know so 
making that little shift. And yeah, if you like this, I want to get back to talking about Hubie Halloween. Now. Okay. Um, because I like, first of all, this movie was like a meme. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we were seeing it online as like a meme. Yeah. You know, it did break my heart how much everyone in the town hated Hubie and was so mean to him. Like I, that stuff I cannot really handle. Yep. Makes me, for example, Lilo and Stitch can't watch that anymore because they're mean to Stitch. I don't like the alienation thing. Um, so that really broke my heart because Hubie is so great. I want to marry Hubie Halloween. He loves Halloween. Well, and like, you know, I mean, it's like the Phyllis from the office thing. It's like, it just sucks to watch people who like so obviously mean well. It's the worst. Get I can't, hurt. It reminds I can't me of the, do it. Actually, a lot of this movie like reminded me of like the Oven Mitt episode of The Office, where they're all super mean to Phyllis, and she's like, "I did this for you. Like mm-hmm. I hand, I handed it myself." And heartbreaking. But ultimately, you know, our boy Hubie, he motherfucking prevails. He does, of course. And he gets the hot girl. And he does get the hot girl. Yep. What was her name? Like Val- Valerie Valentine. Valentine. Val- Valerie Valentine. Is it Elizabeth Banks? Who is it? No, it's, I didn't recognize her. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, but he did good for himself. And I actually would recommend this movie in terms of like being a straight up Halloween movie. Yeah, I think so too. And like I said, you don't really see that. Well, because it's not about the things that are celebrated on Halloween, right? Like, you know, most horror movies or movies that are associated with Halloween are like a movie about like zombies or skeletons mm-hmm. or like witches right it's not about like hey there's this day where there's a holiday where we like dress up like ghouls and ghosts you know does that make sense yeah and there's and Hubie's just like who it's sent around is a guy who like loves halloween so much and he is a like safety like a the halloween hall patrol. monitor basically. yeah halloween hall monitor keeping the town safe and it's just yeah it's a movie about halloween and a guy who just loves it. And it's so, it's so nice. It's heartwarming. How many stars? I give this one four and a half. Mostly because it made me feel really nice. I would give it four. I, know, I think more so than any other movie we've watched recently, it made my heart glow. And in a time where things are perilous, it makes me feel nice. What would you, what was your, your favorite of the ones that we watched? Probably Hubie Halloween. Yeah. I just think it was the most surprising one of all, you know, like, I've seen Hocus Pocus a million times. Haunted Mansion was shocking because it was so horny. Friday the 13th, you had your eyes closed a lot. I, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I don't like gore, and there's a fucking lot of gore in that movie. Someone's face gets ripped off, doesn't it? Wasn't that, what was the really gross one? There's an axe through the face. Yeah, that's the one that fucked me up. I was like, I don't like yeah. this at all, actually. Um, I like, I think mine was Friday the 13th, just because I like that stuff. My favorite, my, my favorite type of horror film, um, would have to be that kind of horror film. Well, hell yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, Harrison? Um, sure, yeah. I host two podcasts. One of them streams live to Twitch on Friday nights, which Kate mentioned earlier. It's called Supermind Exploder. It's a political and cultural show all about... Whatever happened in the week, it's super current. show gets written on Friday, and then it gets come out, comes out live on Twitch at 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday nights, MindTrigger666 on Twitch, and then it's released as a podcast. I also host a show called Good to See You um, with my friend Meg, where we have long 
conversations about the life, the universe, and everything with fellow creatives. Um, you can follow me online at double H, double A, double R, double I, double S, double O, double N, or visit that.com. Double H, double A, double R, double I, double S, double O, double N.com. If you're listening to this episode before Halloween, I have a little project for you. You gotta move fast, though. You gotta move fast if you're listening to this. By Friday, I mean, yeah, by Friday. By tomorrow night. By tomorrow night. Tonight. The only night. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's coming out on Friday. So by tonight, I need you to send me a voice recording. You can do it on your phone in the voice memo app. Send me a voice recording of you answering one of three questions. One, what is your favorite spooky movie and why? Two, what's your least favorite Halloween candy and why? Or three, your favorite Halloween memory. Um, record it on your phone and then send it to my email, spookyshowpod at gmail.com, and you will be featured on the very special Halloween episode that's coming out tomorrow on Halloween. What? what? Hey, Kate, I'm really fucking proud of you. This is awesome. This is a big undertaking. I've watched you, you know, put this together, and I'm really proud of you, and I think it's super awesome, and, you know, if you haven't gone back and listened to the other episodes, okay. I've heard a handful of them, go do it. We hit a thousand plays. We hit a thousand plays. Yeah, that's awesome. And I have a subscriber. That's pretty freaking <laughs> awesome. So, um, also, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, Spooky Show Pod. The Instagram is really fun. I've been killing it on the Instagram, posting working. photos from like each episode that drops, spooky photos. Behind the scenes stuff. Behind the scenes stuff. You can see what my face looks like if you want. Um, have fun with that. <laughs> and... Uh, you can follow my personals at Bubbling Queen. Thank you for listening. Wait, can I put one more plug in? Yes. Um, whatever way you do, next week, vote. That's oh, it. yeah, vote next week. <laughs> That's it. That's all I care. I mean, I don't want to say, you know, either way, but just go vote. Just make your voice heard. Make your voice heard. It's one of the only powers we have in this world. Besides posting on the internet. And posting on Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Kay. Oh, anytime. Thanks for being always my guest of honor. And thank you all for listening. Ah, Halloween's tomorrow. Bye. Halloween.